Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 18th of November. The Bombay High Court granted bail today to Dalit right activist and scholar Anand Tel Tumbre, who is an accused in the 2018 Bhima Korega violence case. Tel Tumbre has been in custody since April 2020. while he is the third accused in the case to be granted bail by the bombay high court after varavara rao and sudha bharadwaj he is the first to be given bail on merits from the high court a bench of justices as gadkari and milin jadhav pronounced the verdict today after reserving the order last week baran bench reported the bench held that only the offences under section 38 and 39 which are relating to membership in terrorist organization had been made out against Tel Tumbre it said that the maximum punishment in those offenses was 10 years of imprisonment and the activist had already spent 2 years in jail however after the NIA requested a stay on the operation of its order in order to approach the supreme court the high court granted that for a week Tel Tumbre told the court that he was never present at the Elgar Parishad event on December 31st, 2017, and that he had not made any provocative speeches. His lawyers also told the court that he should be released on bail as the trial is not likely to commence in the near future. Delhi Lieutenant Governor V K Saxena asked the Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today to sack Jasmine Shah. the vice chairperson of the dialogue and development commission of delhi for misusing the office for political purposes indian express reported shah's office was sealed last night by sdm civil lines following an order from the delhi government planning department the department had served shah a notice on october 17th for allegedly misusing government resources and public office They had alleged that this was done by Shah to further Aap's cause as its spokesperson. Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia lashed out at the move, saying that even BJP Sambit Patra's office should be sealed since he is chairman ITDC and spokesperson of the BJP. The LG also directed the chief minister to restrict Shah from discharging his duties as the vice chairman of DDC. and from using any facilities and privilege associated with the office with immediate effect until a decision was taken by the chief minister as per the report officials had claimed that shah was given two opportunities to reply to the show cause notice but he hadn't former jammu and kashmir chief minister farooq abdullah announced today that he would not be running for national conference party president elections which are scheduled to be held on december 5th However, NDTV reported that Abdullah denied reports that he had already resigned as current party president. Abdullah said that he wanted to see a change in the party and wanted young leadership to take over the responsibility, but he added that he would continue to guide the party. The party said that elections to choose Abdullah's successor would be held on December 5th. The 86-year-old has been president of the National Conference since August 1981. except for 4 years in the middle when he was replaced by his son Omar Abdullah while there is speculation that Omar could take over as the new chief Farooq said that anyone from the party could contest and it was a democratic exercise he said that he would continue to head the Gupkar alliance a political alliance of several regional parties in JNK 
that are fighting for the restoration of Jammu and Kashmir's special status and statehood. The Chief Justice of India, D.Y. Chandrachud, announced today that every bench of the Supreme Court will hear 10 transfer petitions and 10 bail applications every day in order to reduce the backlog, Indian Express reported. Hence, 13 benches will decide 130 cases per day and 650 cases per week. The CGI told lawyers today that this decision was taken at a full court meeting. He said that there were currently over 3,000 transfer petitions pending with 13 benches. So, all transfer petitions pending before the Apex Court will be decided before the winter recess, which is in five weeks. The CGI also said that priority will be given to bail cases as it is a matter of personal liberty. A defamation case was registered against Congress leader Rahul Gandhi for his alleged derogatory remarks against V.D. Savarkar, Hindustan Times reported. An FIR against him was registered at a police station in Thane in Maharashtra. It was filed based on a complaint lodged by Vandana Dongre, a functionary of the Eknath Shinde-led Shiv Sena. The complainant had said that Gandhi had heard the sentiments of citizens through his derogatory remarks against Savarkar. A non-cognizable offence was registered against him under IPC Sections 500 and 501. Rahul Gandhi is currently walking through Maharashtra as part of the party's Bharat Jodo Yatra. Yesterday, he'd held a press conference in Varegao in Akola district where he made a claim about Savarkar signing a letter of apology to the British before independence, thereby betraying leaders such as Mahatma Gandhi, Jawaharlal Nehru and Sardar Patel. Meanwhile, Congress has been insisting that the Rahul Gandhi being viewed during the Yatra right now is not the new Rahul Gandhi but the real one, who walks for 24 kilometres every day, interacts with people and is not being distorted by trolls, BJP's targeting and a media that characterises him in a manner that does not do justice to him. But is this really not a repackaged version of Rahul Gandhi? After spending four days on the road for the Bharat Jodo Yatra, I analysed this question. You can read the full story on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Is Bharat Jodo Yatra Meant to Rebrand Rahul Gandhi? Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you stories such as these, without heeding to pressures of political parties and advertisers, is because we don't rely on them. We rely only on you, the subscriber, to support us. So if you are not a part of our independent news model already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 only. An AFP tally has found that Saudi Arabia executed twice as many people in 2022 as it did in 2021, highlighting a rise in capital punishment. Most recently, a Jordanian national convicted of smuggling alphitamine tablets was executed, as announced by the official Saudi press agency yesterday. With this case, the total number of executions is now 138 for this year, which is up from 69 last year. Meanwhile, 2020's count was 27, while the number was 187 in 2019. Last week, Saudi Arabia announced that it had executed two Pakistani nationals for smuggling heroin. This was the first in almost three years that the death penalty was handed down for drug crimes. Amnesty International had responded by condemning the resumption of executions for drug crimes. 
it said that no one should suffer this kind of cruel inhuman and degrading punishment no matter what the crime was that's all the news we have for you today have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.